This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Yours truly, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Our mission is to inspire you to believe in yourself, to overcome challenge, battle through adversity, and live your best kickin' life. It's like I'm giving you a kick in life so you can live your best life. So saddle up, buckle up, and here we go. Greetings, everyone. Your Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. So, how's the week going? Hopefully, it's going terrific. Hopefully, you're enjoying time with your family, your friends, and you're making the best of the week. So, today, I want to start off, uh, I got a big, big surprise for you, something I'm so pumped and excited about. I know you're like, well, you're pumped and excited all the time, but I mean, really, really pumped, almost like kid giddy excited um, for this announcement that I'm going to make. But first things first, I want to get with a quote, and actually at a Dynamite meeting this morning with uh, Emily Flowers, I know she's listening, so shout out to Miss Emily there. Thank you for the meeting this morning. It's always great to see you and great to share positive ideas and uh, success thoughts and strategies. Good stuff. And of course, I would uh, be wrong not to give old Steve-O a shout out too. Steve-O, thanks for everything you've been doing to help us with this home loan. Uh, a little shout out to them and Supreme Lending there. Doing a fabulous job. We've got our house on the market and they've been working overtime uh, helping get this thing moving along. So thanks guys. Supreme Lending, if you need a home loan, they're wonderful. And then Miss Tiffany Pascal, since I'm giving shout outs to everybody, might as well give her one as well. She's with Berkshire Hathaway and uh, she is the one, our realtor, who's selling our house. So there we go. Couple shout outs to some friends who are doing dynamite work and helping us out. So let's get on to the quote. The quote today, it's by Napoleon Hill, and it talks about, or it talks about, this is what it says The individual who has time only for gossip and slander is far too busy for success. Whoa. That one hit you? The right cross reality there? The individual who, 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 listen to me, who only has time for gossip and slander is too busy far too busy for success. So think about that. Uh, it's something we talk about all the time on how time is such a sacred commodity. There's only so much time. And, you know, you can always make more money. You can always make more friends. You can always, well, I guess find, I shouldn't say find time to eat, but you can always do anything you want to do except get back lost time. Time's gone forever. And when I say it to a lot of people, well, I, I can't make more money. I've only got so many hours in a day. Well, yeah, you're right. But during those hours, what are you doing with them? Are you doing extra research? Are you self-educating? Are you studying? Are you listening to positive motivational podcasts like The Kickin' Life Podcast? Are you doing stuff to help better yourself so you can have a better tomorrow than you have today? And that's the end-all, be-all question. Because most of us, and everybody's busy, I get that. But what's the difference between somebody who is a, a millionaire, a multimillionaire, and somebody who just makes $20,000 a, a year? Now, I was that person for the longest time. Matter of fact, I've made far less than that for many, many years, and we'll dive into that a little bit later. But my thing is, it doesn't matter who that person is, whether they're a multi-multi-millionaire or a person who's barely scraping by, everybody has the same amount of time. 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. It's what you're doing with that time. Now, I get it. Those with kids, I've got three of my own. You're running all over the place, taking them here, taking them there, sports, the martial arts classes, music lessons, singing lessons, and that's kind of uh, the, the, the Grogan household. What we got going on there is my daughter, who uh, she's 13 years old, so there you go. I'm going to pause for a minute let you reflect on that, those out there with a teenage daughter, 13-year-old daughter. Oh, my goodness. Now, she's beautiful. She's wonderful. 
what being beautiful is what really scares me because I'm telling you, some knucklehead boy is going to show up at the door that reminds me of me, and I'm probably going to clobber the little guy. Sorry, am I threatening teenage boys on the air? I guess I, maybe I am. It's my daughter we're talking about. Anyway, it, she, she's extremely gifted, but she works extremely hard. She goes to music lessons, uh, uh, piano, playing the piano, and then she also works on her singing voice uh, at the same time. Plus, she's a major, I'll say major contributor, listen to the way I'm talking here, <laughs> but she does contribute a lot of her time, which is that sacred commodity, at the studio. They're helping out, and uh, she's a black belt, and she works her tail off at the studio and everything else she does. Plus, she gets really extremely good grades at school and helps out with her little brother. So that's just Madeline, and she's 13. Now, my youngest son, Emmett, the Terminator, he's eight years old, and he's involved in a number of activities as well, moving and grooving and once again, those things take up time, but we're trying to use, utilize that time as much as we can to help these guys grow to be their very, very best. But my point of bringing this up is everybody's busy. But still, how you regulate your day, how you plan your day is how you're going to get in, squeeze in time for those extra uh, self-education, self-educating, I'm tongue-tied today, uh, activities to help you become better today than you were yesterday and then my oldest son Austin he's 16 now so of course he's the independent man he's got his driver's license and he's out doing what 16 year olds do and uh, um, hopefully he's not doing some of the crazy things that I did Austin you better not be listening to this because I know you're better than I am I I keep telling you that because I want you to be better and I don't want you to make the goofy mistakes that dad made anyway moving on but he's out there he's doing a ton of different things as well plus he's taking on a whole new position at the uh, our academy there our martial arts academy and I'll tell you what, for a 16-year-old, I mean, he's always impressed me and always amazed me, but he has really, really knuckled down. He's taken a position as a program director, and he's done a ton of research and working hard, not only to learn the position, but learn how he can, you know, continue to pass on our mission and make our mission grow in the community. And our mission is to make our community, make our society, not help, but actually make it a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by inspiring kids and adults to believe in themselves and to respect others. Essentially, in a nutshell, that's it. And how we do that is we develop courageous and confident leaders with our four core values, honor, integrity, discipline, and respect to help these kids and adults, any of our students, stand out from the crowd, stand up to bullying to live their best possible life. And you can kind of see how that all fits in to, you know, the Kick and Life Guru show here, everything we do at the Academy. It's just all working together in a nice, big, beautiful circle, but it's a simple thing that keeps continuing circle around, circle around. And on other podcasts, you've heard me talk, and those that have heard me give seminars and speeches uh, and conferences, it's all about your mindset. If you have a positive mindset, you continue to focus on positivity. The reticular activating system, which is you know in your frontal lobe there, it's your subconscious mind. I'm sorry, it's part of your subconscious mind. But what you focus on magnifies. So if you continue to focus on positivity, you continue to have a positive mindset, you're going to attract more positivity, which is going to help you grow in an area and in a way that you want to grow in. Because nobody likes to feel negative. Nobody likes to feel down. You know what? Now that I'm saying nobody, maybe I should ask you, do you like to feel negative? No. Do you like to feel down? Do you like to have another one of those days? Another one of those days. And sometimes it's one of those things you focus on, oh, boy, how's your day going? I'm having another one of those days. Before you know it, tomorrow is another one of those days. The next day is another one of those days. Next week, another one of those days. And then every day of your life is another one of those days. I think we get it, right? 
But be careful about saying that. And then now I want you to think about that. Next time you ask somebody, they're kind of giving it down and gloom and uh, like this. Say, hey, how you doing today? Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. I'm having one of those days. And I want it to register with you. Think, huh, I wonder if they say that every day. Well, you go back and ask them again. And unfortunately, there's a good chance they're going to say, oh, boy, it's been one of those days. And you're going to develop, they're going to develop a pattern. And you're going to notice, man, every time I talk to, to uh, John here, oh, John, called John out. John's a great guy. And uh, John's just a, a name I, I like to use, but that's actually our producer's name. And John's over there. He perked up from his perch over there. What the heck's going on here? Anyway, he's smiling now. But uh, you go up, every time you go up to John, and John's saying, hey, oh, it's one of those days, one of those days. Well, every day is going to be one of those days if that's all you can focus on. So is it easy to stay positive all the time? Absolutely not. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it, it, it can be tough. It truly can, especially if you've conditioned yourself from years upon years upon years of, I don't want to say being negative, but allowing negative influences and negative input to bring you down so that's all you tend to focus on. And it doesn't start any habit, any conditioned pattern or behavior doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't just, you wake up and you say, you know what, today, I'm going to be negative. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. Why? I've thought about it for a while, and I think that's the way I want to live life. I want to be a negative Nelly or negative Nancy, and uh, I'm going to be one of those days every day, and I think I'm just going to be grumpy and unhappy. Well, of course, that's ridiculous. Nobody does that. Nobody thinks about that. But what happens is over a course of time, if you continue to allow negativity into your brain, uh, negative thoughts and actions from what you pick up from the social media, the news, and you know my take on the news there, CNN, Constantly Negative Network. And I know I beat up on CNN a lot, but that, that I don't have another uh, acronym for anything else, so that's why I say that. But any type, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, if you're listening to all that garbage that is continuously putting others down, then that's what you're going to start thinking about all the time because that's what's going to play on your subconscious mind and that's what's going to uh, fire that reticular activating system. And just a reminder for our new viewers, or viewers, <laughs> you don't get to see me, I'm sorry. Um, I do film a, a video blog every week that you can see me if you decide you need to or you can go to our website and our Facebook page, Kicking Life Guru. Master Rich Grogan, and you can see, put a uh, face with a voice, but right now you just got to listen to me. Sorry about that, but um, where are we at? Reticular activating system, that's what we're talking about. It has one job. Your subconscious mind has one job and one job only, and that job, and it's not biased on either side, it is going to bring into your life, into focus, what you focus on the most. So if you focus on, you know, man, I'm running late today. Oh, my gosh, what's going on? And that's a little story. Today I was running a little late for our meeting, and I know these things, but sometimes I need a reminder myself. And, of course, what happens, not only do I get every red light, which makes me even later, but now I've got the slowest car in the world in front of me, and I got this person who I don't know what they're doing, texting and driving, so they're going even slower. And what am I doing? I'm like, oh, come on, people. Well, here's the deal. It's not their fault that I was running late. And no, I'm not saying the subconscious mind miraculously put these people in place. However, the more you focus on that, the more you're going to see these negative things pop up. And then it would be easy, very easy for me to say is, oh boy, you know what? I'm having one of those mornings. Let me tell you about this. Oh, I got this person in front of me that, you know, sat there forever. When the light turned green, they wouldn't go. And then I hit every red light after that. And then this person was weaving all over the road. They weren't going fast enough. I think they were texting, but you can see how that would build. The negativity to the negativity to the negativity. And before you know it, I've allowed a few things which are 
extremely minuscule things to make me have one of those days. And chances are it starts off that way. How's the rest of my day going to be? One of those days. So at 3 in the afternoon, when I'm still focusing on what happened at 8.30 this morning, (laughs) I have ruined the whole day. It's gone. It's over. I'm never getting it back. And that time is lost. That's why I was talking about time is such a sacred thing. You you can never get it back. What you focus on magnifies. So focus on positivity. And it's not easy. I'm not here lying to you and saying all sunshine and rainbows. Life is tough. It truly, truly is. This morning, I got up and, uh, you know, we was trying to keep the house picked up because especially it's on the market to sell. But I told my wife, you know what? We're going to have a showing today. I just feel it. So we did a little extra, and that was her calling saying we're having a showing. So I'm going to publicly say this on the air for everybody to hear. We're going to get an offer on our house today, too. All fans out there, you're hearing that. You're going to help me out with that positivity. Focus on the, you know, the reticular activating system. You're going to come into play, and we're going to get this thing wrapped up. Okay, well, enough about me and my phone ringing and the house and all this other stuff. I want you to focus on what you focus on and change that to a positive mindset. The more you think about whatever the case may be. Now, like I said, it's not like you wake up and one morning you woke up and just said you're going to be negative. That doesn't happen, but it does happen over time. Now, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, always talks about having a gatekeeper of your mind, putting a gatekeeper up that is there for one purpose, and that purpose is to block or to filter or to only allow into your mind positivity. Now, you have anywhere from oh my goodness, 70 to 80, and I think I have probably 140,000 thoughts a day. And the reason for that is I'm kind of bouncing off the wall all the time and always thoughts, boom, 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 coming in the brain. But the average person has between 70 and 80,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot. That is truly a lot. And that gatekeeper can get wore out trying to say, well, you can come in, but you can't come in, but you can come in, but you can't come in. It's tough. It truly, truly is. So what determines how much the gatekeeper, how much he has to work is what you're reading, what you're listening to and what you're doing, who you're surrounding yourself with. If you're surrounding yourself with a ton of negative people, well, guess what's going to be on your mind? And guess what the majority of your 70,000 thoughts are going to be? Negativity. It's just there. So your poor gatekeeper, your mind, he's working overtime. He's going to die off and all this, the floodgates are open and all negative. How'd that happen? Well, it just happened because your peer group and what you chose to allow into your mind. Now, nothing is easy. I get that. And I'm told that every day in time of talking to somebody. Well, you make it sound so easy. Well, it's easier said than done. Nothing's that easy. Well, no, it's not. Life's not easy. <laughs> it isn't. It's a battle. It's a struggle. But it's going to be a battle or a struggle anyway. But it determines on what, how much of a struggle you want it to be. And if you're thinking about all negative stuff, it's going to seem a heck of a lot worse than it really is. However, you focus on positivity, it's going to be a heck of a lot better. Now, it can start off as a simple thing like this. When you're on Facebook and you're looking through, and we all are, I mean, I'm there too. And to be honest with you, I'm going to share a little side note here. I have cut down my Facebook time immensely. Why? What did I start this podcast talking about? We only have so much time. And if I waste an hour on Facebook, That's an hour I'm never getting back. That's an hour I could have been using, spending time with my kids, uh, doing research for the podcast, reading a a, a book to help self-educate, to listening to a podcast, or watching a TED Talk, or watching something positive on YouTube, whatever, something to help self-educate and become a better person. But instead, I wasted that hour on Facebook reading through stuff that, you know, it's kind of garbage, a lot of it. But here's the tip. 
since I've cut my time down, of course, you know, there's a big difference. You think, and I, I, I had to really discipline myself for this, and I'm sure a lot of you out there are, are like this. You guys, oh, you know what, I'm just going to check the, the news feed real quick. I'm just going to check it. And you check it. Before you know it, you're rolling on through, you're rolling on through, and you've wasted an hour. It's like, you know, like son of a gun. And the worst thing is if it's at, the, at night when you're laying in bed doing it, because the last thing you put in your mind is the thing you're going to think about during your sleep, your relaxation time. And if it's something that ticks you off or something that makes you mad or something political that you don't agree with, you're not going to have a very good night's sleep because your mind's going to be working overtime, conjuring up all these stories of making what was just a little bitty mohill turn into a huge, huge mountain of crap. That's what it's going to be. And that's what's going to process on your mind. And if your mind's working that hard while you're trying to sleep, you're not resting your mind at all. So what happens the next day? You wake up and you feel like, bleh. Then you, <laughs> you're going to have one of those days. You're going to have to work twice as hard just to feel normal or level. And it's going to be even harder to try and feel good. And it's going to be much easier just to have one of those days and kind of fall back into that. So be very careful about the end of the night. Also, you know, the lights on your eyes doesn't let your eyes rest, and uh, it just doesn't create very good sleep. So I've done a, well, I'm patting myself on the back here, a pretty good job of having self-discipline, 15 minutes, and I'm, I'm out of there. Here's the tip for you. If you go through, and Facebook is so powerful, and I hate to say smart because it, it's, it is what it is, but what you start liking is what you're going to see more of. So Facebook has basically its own reticular activating system what you click on. So if you click on a lot of positive quotes and posts and, you know, happy stories and stuff that makes you feel good, your feed is going to start having more of those. However, if you get sucked into the political nonsense and regardless what size you're on, it's, it's a bunch of nonsense. It truly, truly is. And there's something that's going to frustrate you because why the people that put these things out there, their whole goal is to suck you in, to trap you, to bring you in almost like a drug dealer, if you will. They give you a little bit, then they give you a little bit more, then they give you a little bit more. And before you know it, you're hooked on it. Well, it's the same thing. So you start liking these things, and before you know it, your news feed is nothing but this political stuff. And what do they capture you with? These headlines of shock and awe and uh, sensationalism. Things that you, you know what, I really don't want to, but I'm going to go ahead and read this one anyway. Well, guess what? You read it. It knows it because it tracks all that stuff, and you're going to start having more of those things pop up. If you just bypass those, realizing that, you know, the five minutes or ten minutes is going to take me to read this article is ten minutes, one, I'm never going to get back. Plus, it's probably going to tick me off. It's going to upset me. It's going to make me feel bad. It's going to make me feel like the world's far worse than it really is, and this person's horrible, and that person did this. Well, you're going to focus on that. So the 10 minutes it took you to read it is now going to cost you probably hours, maybe days of continuously thinking and talking about that garbage. And that's all it is. And, and you've heard me talk about this before. There are so many wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things that go on and happen every single day. But we let those go. Because nobody sensationalizes those things. Yeah, that's a tough one for me to say. Sensationalizes those things. That's a real tongue twister. There you go. I challenge you to say that. Sensationalism those things. I can't even say it now. So I'm done. I tried it three times. You, give it a shot right now. Ready? Say it. Sensationalism. I just said it. Those things. There we go. I broke it up in two, three parts. Anyway, the uh, uh, blood and gore and you know stories that really grab the attention, that's 
what the news media outlets focus on because they know it sucks you in, like I mentioned. Um, and maybe that wasn't the best example of a drug dealer, but really, you're polluting your mind. What do drugs do? They damage your mind. What does this stuff do? It damages your mind because that's all you focus on. So I want you to do your best to bypass that stuff. I'm telling you, it's for it's for your own good. Darn, I starting to sound like my parents now. Well, I guess I am a parent, so that's what you're supposed to do. Um, anyway, for your own good. So knock it off or I'll come give you a kick in life. Okay. As always, we got a little sidetrack there, but you know, the theme of just about every podcast we do is all about helping you live your best kick in life. So these are tips and strategies and things that, and, and I tell you, you've heard me talk about this before, and I mean this sincerely, and I mean from the bottom of my heart. Five years ago, I was, I don't say a completely different person. I was always positive and upbeat and motivated and I had a ton of energy, probably too much energy. You know, I'm 46 now, and most people think I bounce around like a 18-year-old on coffee, but that's just who I am. So I've, I've adapted to that. I've understood it, and that's that's just who I am. But the truth be told, I was kind of, I don't want to say a product of, well, I was a product of my surroundings, but the people I was surrounding myself with, and I always felt like I was an outcast. I always felt like, man, you know, I'm better than this. I don't want this negative stuff. I don't want all this, but that's just what I was around. Well, I started surrounding myself with, with people that really made me think, really made me think, man, there is a different way. I'm, I'm not totally odd. There's always an example I give often is I felt like I was on an island by myself. You know, anything I would do, because I was always wanting to be do better. I was always wanting to learn more. I was always wanting to see what I could do to be a better leader, a better parent. And I'm not saying other people didn't uh, aspire to be that way, but they never showed it and they sure as heck never talked about it. So I never knew. Anytime I'd bring it up, I was like, what, what are you talking about here? But five years ago was kind of a turning point. I started, I found a kind of a new peer group, especially with the martial arts community, people that thought the same way I did. People that were having massive success. And success, yeah, wealth is a part of success, but the success I'm talking about, the success I'm talking about is all about their positive mental attitude, their uh, actions, their contributions to their community, to their society, to their students, to people around them. And that's how they continue to have more and more and to the point of having massive success was all about everything they were doing to help others. And it comes right back. But you can't help others if you can't help yourself first and help yourself with the positive mental attitude. In other words, nobody is going to want help from someone who's constantly negative, from somebody who's constantly down, from somebody who's constantly having one of those days, from somebody who's constantly complaining about anything and everything. You can't even help yourself. How are you going to help somebody else? And no one's going to come to you for advice, suggestions, or help if that's your mindset. But the, like I mentioned, the people I started surrounding myself with, which now, you know, extremely tight knit. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a good, good feeling, but it changes who you are because it changes your mindset. And now more and more people are coming up and I feel like the impact is much better. Why? Because I know the message is much better because the message in my mind is much better. And that all started by listening to these people reading the books that they were reading, watching uh, the material they were watching in regards to, you know, like I mentioned, it's all about positivity, what you feed in your mind, and um, going to the conferences they went to, just doing the same thing. So over the last five years, and this is no lie, over the last five years, I've read close to 100 books and listened to thousands, literally thousands of hours of audiobook books, um, and I don't know if I give a plug to audible.com or not, but I just, I just did. Anyway, that's what I listened to. It's an affiliate of Amazon, but uh, it, it, it's, it's great. 
I really enjoy that. And then, of course, TED Talks. I mentioned those before. And uh, positive, inspirational uh, messages from the YouTube channel and all kinds of other stuff. So I'm in the car. I've always got some type of CD or some type of uh book plugged into my phone that I'm listening to. Now, for the longest time, I drove my kids nuts. Matter of fact, um, when I started first with Zig Ziglar, um, I'd heard somebody talk about him. I'd never even heard of him before. And I uh, went to a conference and this uh, lady was talking about how powerful Zig Ziglar was. Uh, the lady, Melody Schumann. So, Melody, if you're listening, I know you're a fan of the show. Uh, thank you. I know I talked to you several times about how you were the first one to introduce me to Zig Ziglar there. And uh, wowzers. Anyway, Got a C- Zig Ziglar CD, um, a kind of audio book, pop that thing in. And my kids would get in the car and like, Dad, do we have to listen to this Zig guy again? I'm like, yeah, we do. But it got to a point where they just knew it. And what really was a great impact is when they started saying some of the things that Zig Ziglar was saying. So even though they didn't want to listen to it, they were hearing it. And that's pretty powerful, especially with teenagers in the car there. And um, But moving on, you know, all kinds of other stuff led to that. Uh, some of my, I guess I'm a big fan of John Maxwell and Jack Canfield. And, uh, of course, my newest, one of my newest favorite now is Simon Sinek and Darren Hardy. Those guys are rock stars. So another shout-out to Darren there. Keep up the great work, buddy. I love your stuff. And hopefully you're enjoying the show today as well. But slowly but surely, over the course of the last five years, I've the trickle effect continued to add more and more positivity. Now, as I mentioned just a little bit ago about the Facebook thing, as much of the positive I was adding from outside sources, I was still collecting an awful lot of horrible data from Facebook, getting involved in some of the political nonsense. And once again, that's all it is, but it was coming in there. So kind of one side of the brain was being uh, influenced with positive stuff, which was great, and the other side, so it was a battle royal here going on, negative versus positive, negative versus positive. And guess what? Unfortunately, the negative, since I had conditioned that for so many years, was starting to win. I mean, where I was like, what's going on here? So I had to make a forced effort in order to force that stuff out. And it wasn't easy. Nothing in life is easy. But you can do it. Realize you've only got so much time. How are you going to spend that time? Are you going to spend it and waste it on negative stuff? Or are you going to invest it in you in order to be create a better you for tomorrow. And if you look at it that way, we you know, a lot of people are extremely good as far as their investment deals, as far as what they do with their money and management and uh, you know their Scott Trade account or whoever you got out there. You're investing that for your future. But most people, it's unfortunate, and I say this because I was just like that, do zero, zilch, nothing to invest in them. For the future, as far as their mental side or emotional side or physical side, you know, I think about the physical side, obviously that's exercising and working out, you know, you, you've, you spent how many years getting to the condition and shape you're in right now, it's not going to happen overnight. However, the time is going to come and go. So if you start today on, you know, maybe eating a little bit healthier, maybe exercising a little bit more, taking that active step well, you are investing in your future, the future you. You're utilizing the time now, you're spending that time now to create a better you. And those that are taking the time to listen to the podcast, and this is the reason I work so hard on this, I, I, I know how sacred time is. So I am so grateful, literally from the bottom of my heart, that you are taking time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. So I want to make sure I bring you the best material I can to help you realize that 
you know what? That last 45 minutes I spent with the Kicking Life Guru, that was a great investment because that helped me mentally, physically, emotionally. It helped me to realize that, you know what? I've only got so much time. So this is an investment to become a better person. So the time I'm investing today, the time I'm spending today, instead of wasting on garbage, it's well spent because I'm going to get a return on my investment. And that's, you know what? That just popped in my head too. That's another thing. Anytime you invest your money, you want a good return on your investment, right? Well, think about this, your time. What kind of return on your invested time are you getting? So what are you getting out of spending time with these people that may be bringing you down? Probably nothing except for regret, feeling bad about yourself. Now, here's another thing. If you're a group of friends, if you're trying to do something different, you're trying to excel, trying to succeed and, and live your best possible life, live your best kick in life, and your peer group is making you feel bad or guilty for doing that, or they're trying to pull you down, or they give you the, one of my, I say favorite, I'm being extremely sarcastic here, is, oh, well, that must be nice. Oh, it must be nice to be you. Yeah, that's horrible. That's just a crack shot at you. And then you're going to do, what you're going to do? You're going to think about that. And you're wasting that time thinking about that. So don't waste the time with people that are going to bring you down because it's not only going to be that time that you're with them that's bringing you down, it's the amount of time that you think about what they said uh, after the fact, that's going to continue bringing you down. So it's like you're paying double for zero return on your investment. So is it easy? No. But I'm telling you, wing yourself away from that group. If that group tries to continue pulling you down, find others because there's plenty of others out there. There truly are. But find that group of people that makes you feel really good. And you know, after time with them, you realize, man, that was, an in that was a great investment. And I am going to seek major return on that, that investment. And that's the way you want to live life because that time is gone. It's over. You will never, ever get it back. So make sure you're spending the time with quality people, spending the time, that sacred time of input and positive thoughts into your brain. All right. So moving on here, I, I mentioned I had a big surprise for you and I want to share this with you. Um, I'm almost like a little kid uh, excited. Well, you guys hear my voice on the air and all excited I am. You probably think I'm a little kid. Well, that, that would be great. I'm able to connect, actually. People talk all the time about, man, how do you connect with kids so well? And to be honest, <laughs> truthful, I would much rather go and give a speech to uh, um, a group of teenagers and younger than sometimes do adults. Why? Because kids, they're, they're, they haven't truly conditioned themselves and a lot of the negative mental attitude responses and thoughts that adults have. So adults have a lot. I got to break through in order to, I don't want to say gain the trust, but gain that respect of, you know what? You're right. Well, kids, you just got to seem interested. And not only say seem, I'm very interested, but you got to show them that you are and then connect on a level that they understand. I've always felt, another sidetrack here, but those that are out there that are talking and communicating with others, here's the best secret for a true connection and success with that connection. And a lot of times you'll hear somebody say, well, I just talked and talked and he just didn't get it or she just didn't get it. Well, you know what? If you're trying to help somebody or you're trying to communicate a message to somebody and they don't get it, you got to look at yourself. You didn't deliver it in a way that they understood. Now, I know that's a reality. That's a right cook, a right cook, right hook a reality there, but that's the truth. So I've always felt, and here's the secret here, your best communicators are the ones that can communicate with their intended audience on a level they understand. It doesn't matter what you know. It matters how you can pass that knowledge on to someone else. So the, when you're talking to a four-year-old or a five- or six-year-old, the message may be the same, but your delivery is going to be completely different than it would be if you're talking to a teenager or an adult or even a senior citizen. 
The message could be exactly the same, but your delivery has to be different. So um, it doesn't matter what degrees you have on the wall. It doesn't matter how smart you think you are. Wow, there's a shot again, too. The smartest people are the best communicators because they're able to communicate the message on a level that their intended audience understands. So there you go. And a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, you talk to people and people will try and put you down, make you feel intimidated. They use these big, uh, what we call them, $20 words. Words you're like, what the heck was that word? I, I can't even give you an example because I don't think I know any $20 words. There you go. I just gave it up there. Yeah, you thought I was smart. Now you realize the truth. <laughs> well, I, I, smart is from what I gained from reading and continue to self-educate. And I've mentioned before about being, you know, I was the guy in school that made the top 400 possible because I wasn't in it. <laughs> I realized that, but I made a choice. You know what? I want to do better. And it all started with continuing to self-educate. But those who communicate, think about that. Okay? You're really truly only as smart as uh, uh, your ability to communicate your message to your intended audience. So put it on a level they understand. So anyway, back around here. Here we go. Here's the big surprise. I've teased you twice now, so I'm getting pretty good at it. Are you ready for this surprise? Should we go to a commercial break? Make you wait? Should I make you wait to the next podcast? Are you about ready to slug me one? Good. Now we're ready. Our academy, Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts, started in uh, February of 1997. So go ahead and do the math now. 20 years. Holy cow, 20 years ago. And how the business started, I'll give you a quick little recap, and I'll tell you more about the business story at another time and during another podcast here. How it started, I had a variety of jobs. I had lots of jobs, a lot of things going on. And that was just always me, bing, bang, boom, bang, boom. And I'd always wanted to do something different, always wanted to do something better. Um, I, I, I Truly, after I realized I wasn't going to be a pro hockey player, I wanted to do something else spectacular. And I was like, you know what, martial arts, been in martial arts my whole life. I'm going to open up a martial arts studio. I'm going to do this thing. Now, I had zero, and I'm talking zero zilch business knowledge at all. But to be honest, I was a pretty doggone good uh, martial artist, good technician, and felt really good about, uh, you know, I definitely had desire, the passion, the energy, and uh, the right attitude to do it, but I didn't have the business side and the business knowledge. But anyway, I didn't know all that at the time because I knew everything, and I was going to make this work because I was going to outwork everybody because that's just who I am. I was going to do this thing. So I always read off and on, not as much as I should have, and definitely not as much as I do now, positive quotes and motivational, uh, inspirational books. Well, my grandmother, who was my pillar, and unfortunately my grandmother passed away a few years ago, and she was truly my pillar. Uh, I'll share a little thing that grandma would always say to me. She would say, uh, anytime I would share you know, a new success or something I was doing or something I was proud of, I knew I could go right to her, and she was the one to not only give me the support that I needed, but then also to keep me in check, to kind of keep my feet on the ground, so to speak. And this is what Grandma would always say. I'd say, hey, Grandma, man, we just, you know what, um, I, I just got this job here. Or, you know what, I just passed and I got my black belt. And her response on everything was, Richie, you're a learning boy. Richie, you're a learning boy. Now, don't let it go to your head. Remember, you know, stay humble. And so it was always, Richie, you're a learning boy. Richie, I'm proud of you. But... You know, stay humble, don't let it go to your head, and always treat others, always put God first, always treat others with respect. And I mean, that was her constant message. But anyway, uh, I, I miss her dearly. But uh, I, I know, hopefully, I know she's looking down and saying, hey, Richie, keep up the good work. You're learning, boy, but stay humble. Um, anyway, she gave me a book, and it was uh, um, some motivational quotes. It was called God's Little Helper. And the book had a motivational quote, and then it had like kind of a Bible passage explaining the quote. 
about two in the morning, and I was a coffee salesman at the time. I worked for, a, uh, you know, I won't tell you the company, but I worked for as uh, one of many jobs as a coffee salesman. And I would like to think I was pretty good at it, but, you know, me, I guess I like to think I was pretty good at everything. But no, I, I'm being silly there. Uh, that's not very humble, is it? But I put forth my very best at everything I did, and that was kind of a conditioned response and something I pass on to our uh, staff at the academy. Always, always, always do your best. And that's kind of a message we say to the students as well. And a little message from Master Grogan here is, guys, I promise, here's my promise, I promise if you do your best, and the kids know how to finish it, we'll be our best. And if you don't, you won't. So it's it's simple as that. You condition yourself to do your best at absolutely everything you do, regardless if you like it or not, because you're working and conditioning yourself to be the best self you can be. So you can always condition yourself to get that conditioned response to automatically put forth your absolute very best. Because if you get used to putting forth less than your best, before you know it, ah, oh, that's good enough. Ah, oh, that's good enough. Turns into, ah, oh, why do I even bother? That's how it works. Well, if you condition yourself to always put forth your best, the challenge is still going to be there, but you're going to be much better off because of that. And once again, what are you doing with that time? Are you investing your time in becoming your best, or are you investing your time in just getting by? So, 1997, about 2 in the morning, I'm reading a quote, and I'll share the quote with you. And I changed the quote just a little bit because I like, uh, it was by Mark Twain, but uh, um, I changed it just a few different words here to kind of make it my own, if you would. And it is, a man can never explore new oceans if he's afraid to leave the shore. A man can never explore new oceans if he's afraid to leave the shore. And that was it. It was like the shining light ah, ringing down on me here. And, I, I, and I've been married six months now. So we got married, uh, my beautiful wife, wonderful, supportive wife, uh, Desi, in August of 1996. So here's less than six months. I'm waking her up at 2 in the morning and said, Honey, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go type up my resignation and quit my job tomorrow. And she's like, What? Well, she fell back asleep, and she actually thought it was a dream. So I get up on my word processor. <laughs> Those listening out there, a word processor. Some of my younger crowds going to think, what the heck's a word processor? Well, it was the best form of computer that we had back. Well, their computers were out, but I, I couldn't afford one back then. All I had was this word processor and um, typed up my resignation. So the word processor was like the step up from the typewriter. So um, we no longer had the typewriter. We had a word processor. Yes, and we saved it on. You ready for this, guys? A floppy disk. What in the world is a floppy disk? There you go. Look that thing up on Google or YouTube or whatever that search engine you like to use. So I typed it up. And most people probably could have typed up the resignation in, you know, 20 minutes max. Well, me being me, it took me a couple hours because I um, want to make sure it was right. want to make sure it wasn't too long, not too short. Got all the details, all the points, and all that stuff in there. So about four in the morning, I wake her up again, and I say, and I'm going to you know, read this over. I'm going to turn it in. It's my resignation. And she said, your, your resignation? What? I said, yeah, I, I woke you up a couple hours ago and said I'm going to quit my job. Well, she kind of staggered, looked over it, and went back to sleep. So I think it's good. I go off to the job, turn in my resignation. Two hours later, I'm back home. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, well, I quit my job. You read over the resignation letter. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I thought that was a dream. Are you serious? You quit your job? What are you, you going to do? I said, well, what have we been talking about? I'm going to start this business. And we called it Grogan's Martial Arts and Fitness. That day, I designed the best of my abilities, a business card, took it to the local print shop. Bang, I had business cards. Now everything was going to happen. I was an instant overnight success. Wrong. <laughs> the reality of life really kicked in there. Um, well, I 
realizing we didn't have, uh, like I said, I didn't have a computer back then. So we definitely didn't have the internet where I could do all this research on how to start a business, how to run a business, how to do this and that. I thought, you know, hey, I say that I'm starting a business. I tell my handful of friends and they're going to spread the message and I get classes going and instantly it's all going to fall into place. I mean, how couldn't it? I got a business card for crying out loud. Well, I hadn't picked them up yet, but I drew it out on paper and I knew how great it was going to look. I even paid for a rush, uh, uh, we call it rush delivery on the business cards. Not that I could really afford it, but this thing was starting today, baby, and it was going to happen. By the end of the week, I was going to be no worldwide. Well, that was my limited thought. And of course, the reality of life kicked in and yeah, it didn't happen. Now, there was <laughs> all kinds of uh, 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 dips and tips and ups and downs be honest with you, more downs than ups, unfortunately. But that's just the way it goes. So my big surprise is this. After 20 years, we just celebrated our 20-year anniversary. 20 years, you know, from being an overnight success. And I have people pop in the academy time and time and go, man, it just happened overnight. You went from being nobody to somebody. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I always kind of felt like I was somebody, but maybe I wasn't. I don't know. But I say, yeah, overnight success in 20 years. And you think about the length of time that is. 20 years. But I want that to be inspiration, motivation to you out there. Look, if this guy can do it, this guy that's had more concussions and I know, probably severe brain damage, not probably, I'm quite sure, from you know being a, a pretty elite hockey player, liking to fight, I like to fight a lot. I used to <laughs> do a lot of that, not only playing hockey, but over in Korea and other stuff. And I'm not saying that's the right thing. I'm just saying that's who I am. That's kind of my spirit. Never give up, never give up. And of course, with that type of spirit, you get knocked down instead of laying there like a sane human being, you get back up and take another shot and... But anyway, my whole point is, here it is. Here's a surprise you've been waiting for. Our business, Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts, was not only nominated, but we were awarded the Business of the Year for the Edwardsville Glen Carbon community for 2016. It was at the Edwardsville Glen Carbon uh, Chamber of Commerce Gala. We went there on Saturday night, and man, oh man, Utah, I, I still feel like a little kid excited. As a matter of fact, I'm, <laughs> I'm carrying the plaque around, showing it to everybody that will listen to me that, hey, we're business of the year. We're business of the year. Almost like a little kid that won his first trophy, you know, that earned his first trophy, not just given a trophy because, but he worked his butt off to earn it. So out of tw after 20 years, we finally get the, uh, I don't want to say acknowledgement we deserve. I, that, that's My team has what's helped me be who I am. I would run around like a chicken with my head cut off and not get a whole heck of a lot done. But the development of our team and mostly my wife, who is just a godsend, and I mean that sincerely, and she's put up with a lot. I've not been an easy husband because I'm bing, bang, boom all over the place, and I demand a lot. But she has been the foundation and the backbone of all the success. And since she quit her job in 2014 as a nurse, the business has really moved in the right direction because she did all the things right by putting systems and processes in place, which allowed me to quit teaching every class and to get out in the community and do more and more and more. So like last year, in a, in a four-month span, I gave over 200-and-something speeches to all the local elementary buildings, not only here in Edwardsville and Glen Carbon, but in other districts as well, and just sending the message about believing in yourself, uh, having a dream, having a passion, having a desire, and not letting anybody talk you out of that, continuing to do Utilize your God-given abilities to be the best person you can be and not let somebody take that away from you. Be who you're born to be. So by her coming in and doing everything she's done has allowed me to get out in the community and do what I truly feel is my God-given ability to talk, <laughs> inspire, and motivate people to believe in themselves and become their very best. And they don't have to be like the negative crowd. They don't have to be like everybody else. They can be who they truly want to be, but knowing that you're going to have to work your butt off. But here's the thing. 
you're going to work your butt off anyway in life at everything you do. You might as well work at it towards something that's going to bring value to you. And here we go, back to the very first point, time. Time, time, time. How are you spending your time right now? How are you investing your time for your future? Now, my whole message to these kids, I want to inspire and motivate them to let them know, look, you can be something, but you need to make sure the time you use today to do your homework, the time you use today to choose if I'm going to watch this stuff, this sitcom that's nothing but garbage, or am I going to invest my time in something that's productive to help me be my very best? Now, I realize talking to kids, they're like, what? Uh, being a kid, you think you got all the time in the world. And that's great. That's great. But something crazy happens to all kids. I was a kid. You grow up. And what you've done to lay that foundation, and that's why we work so hard at the academy to lay that foundation of positive conditioning, to know you can be your very best, but know you're going to work your tail off for it. Man, that's the roots. That's the foundation that they're going to build their life on. They're going to build their legacy on. And they're going to realize how to use their time to be their absolute very best. Now, we all need shutdown time. So if you enjoy sitcoms here and there, by all means, goodness gracious, watch those things. But just make sure that's not the only thing you're doing. You know, if you're watching, I don't know, 30 hours a week of sitcoms, but you're doing zero of the self-educating side, zero to help yourself get a better return on your investment, that's where you kind of need to re, uh, reorganize your priorities. So anyway, my big surprise, after 20 years, we are the small business of the year for the Edwardsville Glen Carbon community. And I, I tell you, it, it's I feel so great. And my thanks and praise and everything goes to well, one, my wonderful wife for being so supportive. And during this journey, like I said, I'll tell you the whole story uh, during another podcast. We were um, we were flat broke. Actually, we were bankrupt twice, two different times. I put this poor woman through two bankruptcies. We had our house foreclosed on. We had a car repossessed. I had my Harley, which uh, I bought the Harley. You know, the coffee sale and the job was pretty good. So I bought, uh, I had a Harley and I love that thing. Well, I sold that to start the business. And this is what I said. You know what? That's all right. No big deal. Because my friend's like, you're selling your bike? Oh my gosh, you worked so hard for it. Said, hey, no big deal. I have a new one next year. I ain't worried about this. Well, here's 20 years later and I still don't have a new Harley. <laughs> don't feel sorry for me. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there to let you know it is a hard struggle. It is a battle. I will get a new Harley at some point in time. Right now, it's not a priority. Um, and that's another reason why the business has been more of a success than it ever has been. I've got my priorities right. Did I say priorities? Yeah, I did. Uh, and my priorities are all about doing what I can to help others believe in themselves and working hard to self-educate on finding better ways to not only do this podcast, but going out giving speeches. And I tell you, by doing that, by putting my mindset first to be the best I can be and not worrying about material things, put my mindset first and then knowing that I'm using that to help others become their best, that's what leads to the success. And that's what leads to, you know, eventually the new Harley. But right now that's not a, a concern or priority because I know and I realize it's going to happen. I just got to continue doing what I'm doing. So anyway, we covered a lot today as we always do. And uh, I am so grateful and thankful that you took time out of your busy day to invest in me, to help invest in your future. You know, we, you can find us on uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. And Check out our website. It's uh, kickinlifepodcast.com. I've also got a blog page. It's just called, or it's kickinlife.com. Uh, and on the blog page, I also post my little one to two minute video blogs of inspiration, which I also do weekly. And sometimes I'll do two a week and post those on there. So check that out. It's just kickinlife.com. And make sure you check out lineupmedia.fm. 
all kinds of great podcasts and something for everybody. So if maybe you've got uh, a friend or that maybe doesn't like our podcast here, but they like something a little bit different, check out the other ones. Of course, I hope they love this one, and uh, I'm hopeful you'll tell your friends about it and we all can uh, continue to grow together. But if you don't, that's okay too. All right. You know I end every podcast, and I mean this sincerely. You get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.